Hey, Danny with the DMGT here. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Spencer and I wanted to show our support to the Asian American Pacific Islander communities as hate crimes have risen over the last year. The DMGT denounces hate and racism of any kind, so if you see something, please say something. We recommend visiting stopaapihate.org to show support by donating or reporting any wrongful incidents, as well as encouraging your friends and family to do the same. Helping out and staying plugged into your local communities is also a great method to combat hate and discrimination, as it'll take efforts from all of us to help out our communities. Stay safe and thanks for listening. It's like it's the mm-hmm. small mouth ones and it's like only 12 ounces it's pretty small i need like a wide oh mouth yeah tall boy yeah i mean this is my i mean branded content if they'd have us uh yeah, contigo so i have a contigo this is a 24 ounce you know you know me and yeah, contigo yeah, you know you can't can't spill it got the fun little spout it keeps water cold all night like sometimes i can wake up and still have ice in in this uh easy to clean not a not as bad as some of the other contigos but i have that and then i also have obviously a 32 ounce big boy hydro flask um but then i modded the the lid i actually have a lid from a different water (laughs) bottle company because it's a better lid than what comes with the default hydro flask i have i have the um the the coffee mug hydro flask and that one's great um i switched over from contigo sorry contigo still like contigo contigo's travel mugs get nasty yeah that was my issue with my uh, last one it got like really gross they are impossible to clean the thing that i don't understand with them is shouldn't they be able to or like or rather they should like seal the actual mechanical parts of their lids. So that that's for their yeah, coffee. I think that's like the issue with the Contigos for me. I, I mean, I like them. They kept coffee. I mean, how hard is it to make uh, a thermal An insulated. Yeah, yeah, insulated thing? Yeah. But it, just the mechanical parts for me is what they, that's where it would get like weird and stinky and gross and, it's impossible yeah, to clean. Yeah. Truly impossible to clean. Like, there's nothing you can do. You just have to not think about it. Yeah, so, Or do the impossible task of rinsing it out instantly every day, which is no, not going to no. happen. I'm going to leave coffee at least accidentally in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Over weekends, in a backpack. Right, right, right. In a desk. Like, those, it's going to get, it's going to get fucked up and you, you should make it easier to clean. <laughs> I was looking at the uh, uh, the coldest. Do you know the new one? That's the new hyped one because it's not it's not a hydro flask anymore. Okay, wait. It's just called the uh, coldest? the coldest water. Yep. Uh, and these are I have not heard and these it. are enormous. These are enormous canisters. I'm like looking Take at the website right now. These are yeah. 
check the out. world's coldest. Ooh, they have cold mattresses. Interesting. I interesting. Know, I I oh, just they have like... a 64 ouncer. Whew. That's too big. That's what she said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just don't like the, uh, I don't like drinking my water from the, uh, like the little straw thingy. Spout. Oh, no, no, no. Hate the spouts. Hate like the straws. That. Get it out. Get it out of like me. Get it away. Not interested. Wide um, mouth only. The coal. Yeah. Yes. I mean, or like some sort of, as long as it doesn't have the straw, I just don't like the straw right, right. grosses me out. I don't like the straw at all. Um, but, uh, but like, I'm fine with a flip thing. Like that doesn't bug me, but yeah, for whatever reason, I don't like the flip thing either. I, I mean, I don't, I would not prefer a flip thing. Like I do. So the reason that I switched out my hydro flask lid, cause the hydro flask was just the lid, right? Yeah. Which I liked. I liked the little thingy, but then, the uh, Takea, do you know them? Mm-mm. They're another brand. I also am like ninety percent sure that all of these companies are just drop selling the same oh, water bottle. I'm sure, um, but some of them have some lid variants. So I think it's a Takea lid I have that has like like a little spout, but you undo the lid and then you flip the the lid out, and then it's like a I don't know like inch diameter spout so it's still pretty smooth flowing but it's not because i i drink a lot of night water uh and with the wide mouth laying down that's a good point you're gonna get that all over yourself so i needed a little bit more of a spigot type of thing to to that's fair it is annoying when i get up in the middle of the night if like i happen to have left a glass of water like on my nightstand or something like I have to sit up and I don't trust I don't trust un uncovered night water. <laughs> <laughs> I really shouldn't be doing that anymore with the cats now especially but uh I still do on occasion. Well, when I was a kid, like I don't know if like my parents said this or I just decided it or potentially, you know, a bad actor in my house like my sister. But like I had this thing in my head and it still is something that I can't get out of it is it's like I remember distinctly drinking a cup of water that had been on my nightstand overnight as a child mm-hmm. and it tasting to me like it was hairspray <laughs> like or something like I'm sure it wasn't and but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if you get a, if you if if like you wake up like closer to the morning, say it's like a 5 a.m., a fresh 5 a.m., it's probably more room temperature water than anything, and maybe that's why, because room temperature water is the worst. I agree, and I understand that there's some people that say, I prefer room temperature water, oh. and those people can Weirdos. suck it. <laughs> and <laughs> and that does include my fiance. Uh, Christine prefers... Oh, no. Uh, like, not too cold water. And okay, guess what? Okay, that's in, a little different. But people in the comment section, if there was one on a podcast, <laughs> would say, um, actually, it's better for your body to drink water closer to room temperature than cold. And again, if you're getting a heart attack from drinking water, 
you're going to get got some There's other way. Something else like, is going on. <laughs> something else is going oh, on. Oh, my water's too cold. I'm going to die. <laughs> you're going to die from something else anyways. Not, if that's the mitigate, if that, if that is the factor of your death, died, drank cold water. You, Sorry. <laughs> I think it was your time to go. I think only if like you're dehydrated or like uh, like have a like a sun heat stroke or something, um, then you're not supposed to have like ice cold water. Technically, you're supposed to like drink in small portions, room temperature water. But otherwise, nah, man, give it give it to me ice cold, as cold as it can possibly there, be yes, before it's frozen. Yeah. There is few things I cherish more than. Drinking fucking cold water. Like Dude, a, a glass of cold I, water right in the morning. Oh man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've actually so uh I was on some some meeting with some some people at my company and they were like, uh this one woman was like, I read a thing because I'm trying to get drink less coffee, and I read a thing about the first thing you should do before you drink coffee is drink like an entire glass of cold water. Uh, and I was like, well, I usually do cold water after I've started drinking coffee, oh, no. but now I've started I it before. water first. Um, it hasn't stopped me from drinking the same <laughs> amount of coffee, uh, but it does feel good to do that as your very first action of the day. It does. Like it just does. drink a shit, just a nice big old glass of ice it's water. It's supposed to be like really good for like your metabolism and like get your body going as well because it's got to like warm that up and it gets you, gets the blood flowing. I don't yeah. know. Don't listen to us on health stuff. We're, I mean, hey, I don't think I've said one thing true. about health that's stuff. That's true. I'm just talking about my well, experience Well, we, we with just water. made fun of people who are like, technically it's better for you. <laughs> oh, well, yes. And I, I stand by that. But I will say if you're trying to hack into any of my security questions that involve what's your favorite drink water would be the answer i would give uh and the answer i have given uh <laughs> to those questions coffee to no end those things are way too easy to really figure out yeah for, yeah for me yeah, i mean because you choose the ones that are easiest to answer well duh, and, and the just... ones you you won't forget and it's like what's your favorite superhero it's like if you knew anything about me you yep, could solve yep. that one like truly anything. They're not that complex. No, that's why that's why it's so like that's why they say get use multiple passwords and stuff cuz most people have their social media profiles open and yep. uh a couple of scrolls, 10 minutes, I know, I know enough to start hacking into shit. I am going to no comment on using unique passwords at the oh, moment. No. Um, all right. Well, I'm good thing this isn't the security no episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to get better with it as as I like think about it because I have uh, last last pass. I have last pass. The one one password. I have one password. Ah. Uh, and I am trying to, but really, whenever it shames me, that's when I'll change it. Um, so and Google as well. When Google start starts to shame now, um, it depends on what I'm types using. Types of shaming. Like I, I have oh, yeah. it for if, different like my bank account, investments accounts, like the four hundred one k stuff, anything yeah. that's like super important, are for sure different passwords. Everything else is like I don't. Okay, who cares if someone logs it, into my my Chicago Athletic Club login? Like okay, whatever. Right, right. As long as, like for me, it's like 
is my credit card connected to that thing in some way? Yes. Like, am I, is this a subscription or whatever? I'll try to have a good password, but otherwise, you know, it's like too many people ask for like your Disney plus or your Netflix, uh, passwords to, to, to deal with it. And Danny, that was a segue into oh, our first wow. topic. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the DMGT, DMGT podcast. podcast. Yeah. Boom. Beautiful. Uh, that was amazing. That was good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, as I started saying it, that's when I said, wow, I still have chops. I can get on stage and look at that segue away. Easy peasy. Uh, <laughs> so Danny, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Disney plus, uh, and like some new projections around how Disney plus is going to overtake all other streaming services within the next couple of years for most subscribers and, and kind of wanted your thoughts just generally about Disney yeah. plus in like its first year. Uh, and what, what you think? So I think it's, I believe it's like 2023, they would overtake Netflix in terms of pure subscribers at their growth trajectory that they've had for the last, I guess it's like 18 months that they've existed. Something like that. Something like yeah. that. So, um, yeah, yeah. First question. Do you have Disney plus? Technically, no. I'm using someone else's login. Okay, sure. So, yes. But if that person didn't get have it, you would have Disney Plus. So, I don't know. I re- <laughs> no. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. The answer has changed to yes uh, because those Disney evil bastards, truly an evil corporation. But they figured it out because I resisted Disney for so long because, like, mm-hmm. especially with with. Uh, like how they were like price locking some movie launches and stuff. Oh um, yeah, with Mulan, right, right. When there's right. the premiere access, and I'm like, well, HBO isn't charging me more to watch a new movie, which they, it has been one. I've watched one movie that's normally has a theatrical release, um, which was terrible. Wonder Woman eighty four. Uh, yeah. And I've been resisting that. I'm like, listen, I'm I'm out of, of the mindset that there are way too many streaming services now. Um, yep. And it's just cable. Yeah, it's just new yeah. cable. <laughs> and and that's why piracy is back on the rise. But when with particular with Disney, I'm like, Disney's so shitty about anyone. Like, well, they've gotten a little bit better, but they're still pretty bad about like anyone talking about their contents or like using any of their footage online for review or whatever. Um, that I'm just like, you know what? I kind of just like stick it to them. I'm like, man, I'm just gonna pirate all of Disney Plus shows. Uh, fortunately, or unfortunately for me, maybe for my wallet, uh, Cody, friend of the podcast, let me use his login, and mm. I started watching The Mandalorian, and yep. I loved it. Yeah, and then yeah. I started watching. I wa- I started p- watching uh, WandaVision after the season finale. So like I binged it in like a week Mm -hmm. and I love that. Yep. And now with the drop of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Soldier. damn it, damn it. I need this. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I mean, I, so I think you're, you're hitting on a a really good point. Like, um, and I think this is their differentiator because I do think Disney's doing it differently than all the other streaming services. And honestly, they're doing it just closer to the cable model anyways. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, when it comes down to too many streaming services. So right now I have HBO Max, Hulu, Disney, ESPN Plus, 
Netflix, Netflix, Amazon Prime with an add-on of some something, I think CBS. So at some point during the pandemic, I could watch every season of Survivor. Um, (laughs) I honestly don't even know where that gets charged from. I have never seen a receipt. Uh, What else? What else? Apple Plus, Apple TV or whatever. Um, I think that's all of the ones I have that are pay for. But that's a lot. That is a lot. And I think I understand why Disney Plus is gaining steam because they're approaching it in like a scarcity mentality, which is different than Netflix's approach of like over the last couple of years. Netflix's approach, especially like like in the last four to five years, like uh, has been we need to make a show for everyone in the world. Like they, they, they don't necessarily focus in their TV except for some of their biggest hits like stranger things on like huge crowd pleasers. They kind of go, okay, I have a segment of people who like, uh, who like Degrassi and they like, Oh, it looks like they overlapped and watched some like crime documentary stuff. And they watched, um, the reboot of, uh, the Archie comic, whatever that's called. So then they take all of that and they make you, which is like that dude who's like a killer, but charming and it's very dramatic and it kind of merges all of those things together and they create like a blip mega hit for two seasons. And then it fizzles out because, well, I mean, it yeah, was yeah. more and more and more. It's hard to really watch a show that's like focuses on violence against yeah, women yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and makes the guy an antihero for that. Um, so they finally, they canceled it. Um, but it's like, that's Netflix's model. And there's like 10 million versions of that, that they have like every day. It seems a new thing is out. And at this point there's, I mean, they did create a whole new version of true crime drama yeah. or documentary yeah. where it's like, they all look the same at this point. They're not even that interesting anymore because they just are like, well, we got to pump out another one. Um, so, so like Netflix was going that, that route. Right. And also the whole like movie thing, like pay, right. Right. Pay Adam Sandler, you know, $200 million to make five movies every couple of years. Re up that give Dave Chappelle a hundred million to make like six comedy specials. Like they, they do do some cool stuff there. And I, I do think they're a great place for comedy. They're kind of like how HBO used to be yeah, for like stand I think up it's and the stuff. News, the new HBO in terms of comedy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's cause they have no problem giving a middling comedian a million dollars. <laughs> cause they spend like a hundred billion dollars on shit every yeah. year. They're like, Oh yeah. A million dollars for this comedian who might give us like net us, 30,000 subscribers globally. Sure. Perfect. Yeah. Like already made back the investment. Um, and, and then you have Disney, which is like, we're going to give you one new show every six months. We will release it weekly. Thank us. <laughs> <laughs> like that's their, that's it. It's yeah. like, that's all they're doing. And it, it it's working. Yeah, I thought it was weird at first because there was a lot of chatter on online, especially 
Um, with, with the start of the Mandalorian, the first season, like so, we're talking yeah. last year. No, no, we're talking like right at the beginning of Disney Plus, right? Um, where people are like, we're so used to our Netflix just drops the whole thing in one go. Like, let us just binge it. Um, mm-hmm. which was, I, I thought it was a little bit of a weird choice. Like you're doing like a weekly, like a normal TV thing. I don't understand why you want, yeah. want to go backwards, but now, now there's like an entire presence and like an entire, like, I basically have to stay away from Twitter on, yeah. on the, the release days because if people that are watching it, like right at midnight or, or whenever it, it, the episode, new episodes launch, um, there it's just chatter like twitter is always especially for the wandavision like as the season progresses it's free marketing oh yeah it w- now everyone's waiting like and every yeah. week now there's anticipation they're building hype which uh looking looking at it now is like oh dude yeah. this is very smart this is very smart of i mean i mean in in a world where you no longer have people buying cable so like regular TV shows, like especially if we're talking like sitcoms, comedies, I traditionally now at this point will wait until it gets on a streaming service to ever even think about watching it. Even if it's the best reviewed network thing, I will wait. Like I'm not going to like turn on my, you know, get my antenna somewhere that gets reception (laughs) to get the big five channels or whatever. But they've taken that idea of like, the TGIF. Yeah. Like, yeah. remember back in the day, like that was how we all lived our, started our weekends as children. It was like, it's TGIF. Got to watch some TV. Yep. Like this is the, my biggest day of the week as a child who loved TV. It's like, oh, this new thing. Yeah. Uh, they're bringing, th- that's what it is. And I think that's why you see a ton of Netflix shows tank, go three seasons, you know, like they never really make it there's not a, t- a sense of longevity with no, Netflix shows no. often. And I, I think it's a little bit of a result of like just saturation with Netflix in particular, mm-hmm. because it's not like, it's not like the early days where it was basically like house of cards. And uh, what was the other show? I'm, I'm blanking on it. Ugh. Oh man, I totally forgot. But you know what I mean? Like House of Cards was like really their first like really big one. That was um, their big pop. Yeah. Yeah. Where it was so focused. Most of like the writing talent was like dedicated to a couple of shows at a time. Um, mm. And they had a very like set like, okay, we're making dramas. We're making like very high quality um, television shows. Right. And then as things started getting more niche, you're like, we're going to have a specific show for everyone. Not to say that they're not well made. For example, uh, we Lily and I just finished watching um, American Barbie barbecue sh- uh, show off or show. Oh, yeah. It's that, fantastic. That's really well done. Fantastic. Their I food stuff it. is really Their good. Food stuff is great. Um, but other than that, it's like, OK, they kind of drop and then they fizzle out. If you didn't watch it in the first weekend yeah. and everyone else binged it already, then there's no yeah. one. There's no further chatter on it. Yeah. I mean, this is like I mean, we're really just, <laughs> we're really just talking about like the generational <laughs> divides of stuff where it's like all you youngins want instant gratification. You like your Netflix. I like Disney Plus because it makes me wait. <laughs> and waiting is a virtue. 
patience. Uh, it's like it's kind of like yeah. that, but it but it is like it frustrates me to no end that I can't watch all of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm I'm resisting because I'm still gonna take the approach. It's only six episodes long, right? So yeah. I'm gonna definitely wait out to six weeks because and here and here's I'm obviously it's working for Disney, so it doesn't matter what I do. But for me, yeah. I'm like I I don't know if I would have made it past the second episode of WandaVision if I was if like I'm two weeks in and like this is like really weird I'm gonna like I potentially drop it off I, or stop paying attention because mm-hmm. the first yeah, two episodes I, would say I was that like that's how heck? I felt yeah after the second episode I was like okay I kind of get it but then it gets better yeah oh yeah by and, by and the end of it show, I was like, like oh this is great like it rounded out very nicely um but that that just goes to show, like that's not really a a concern for yeah. for a franchise for franchi- franchises like Marvel. So like the big hitters, I don't know if Disney mm-hmm. Plus can get away with that type of thing with everything. Well, I think the thing with that is they also have released a ton of other shows. It's just mostly like the Marvel stuff and the Star Wars upcoming stuff yeah. is the only things that are past teen at most like because there's been multiple seasons i think already of like a high school musical spinoff yep, and like yep there has they they've done a, a bunch of stuff that's just not for us which is that's true great that that's, that's true. you know people more people are getting it but um i mean disney has always lived and died on event movies because they you know with the disney renaissance of the 90s uh with animation they created kind of the modern day child blockbuster yeah. because like all of their yeah. old school hand-drawn movies uh were it's it was a totally different era of how movies filtered into theaters how long they stayed etc cetera, etc cetera. like you know Casablanca was in theaters for like two years like and you know movies older movies Cinderella Snow White like they were in they were like yeah this is the movie that's in theaters for the next year and then eventually i mean you'll literally never see it again <laughs> because we <laughs> right, have no right, way right. to give it to you yeah. in the 30s and the 40s or whatever but then it's like disney tanks and tanks and tanks actually throughout much of the the 80s 70s and 80s and uh then they start coming out like little mermaid where they bring they bring back the disney princess and they they start it's like the little mermaid. Everybody's like, Oh, you have, you got to see this. This thing is. And then they start doing events. Like, you know, we have the little mermaid, then you have beauty and the beast, then you have lion King. And, and then that even starts failing with like Hercules. And then, uh, um, uh, shoot there was a, a hunchback before oh, hercules right, 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 right. like they just start diminishing return because basically they saturated their own market right and then you also have the advent of like shrek you know right. start to come out and more cg more stuff CG, yeah. um shouts out to the blank check podcast who's doing currently doing a series on like the disney renaissance um so that's been something nice. i've been thinking about but uh but the thing that remains the same with how Disney is approaching streaming is the idea that it is a privilege to get to see this. 
Because that's how Disney's yeah, always yeah, yeah. functioned. It is, they had the vault, remember? Right, I do. The Disney vault. Hey, you can get this movie right now, but then we put it away and you can't. So you better buy it now. Like that's what they're doing with their shows. Um, and there is something to say for me whenever I'm just really, really got no idea of what I want to do with my time to turn on a Star War and just have it on in the background, yeah. like while I'm tinkering away or on my phone or cleaning. It's like Christine has gotten so frustrated with me because she's like, how many times are you going to watch the opening of Revenge of the Sith? And to me, it's a I great opening. Never enough times. I <laughs> will always take the 25 minutes to watch that opening. It's so it's the last time Star Wars truly felt like Star Wars, in my opinion. It might be the best that opening, particular of, all opening. of the entire franchise. It is crazy how good it still looks today. And Disney, I will say, has the best streaming quality of any of any streaming service. Hands down. Yeah. It's crazy what they're doing with it. I don't know what, what's different, but it nothing even comes close. Yeah. It, oh, man. I really love my OLED TV, man. It looks so good. <laughs> it looks so good. I mean, especially with the stuff they're putting out right oh, now, man. like WandaVision, Winter Soldier, like Mandalorian. Is oh, just man, Mandalorian candy. is the best one for sure. Yeah. I, I think the, the other part and of it for, for Disney is like, Listen, as to kind of ground us and and any listeners as well, like, listen, yes, the Marvel and the Star Wars fan base is huge and it has a lot to do with it. Ultimately, and especially because you brought up the other stuff that we're just not the market for, anytime you're targeting children and preteens and teens, that's it. That's money in the bank. You have secured yep. the bag. And now that I think about it, like, oh, they're for sure going to surpass netflix before that projected data and in my opinion i think they might i think they might and then they also you know they own hulu now so it's like oh this is too edgy like they're literally doing their studio model for streaming because in their studio model they purchased that or they had they were the parent company of i don't remember which one it is, but ba- but but they had an entire movie studio where if it was too edgy for Disney, they would release it through. I want to say maybe Touchstone. They would. Oh, they just basically yeah. had like an adult label, which was still one hundred percent Disney creatives, the Disney system of doing things. But it was like if it flirted with you know a, a, a PG thirteen or above, they would just release it through a different avenue. And it's like they're doing the same thing. Yeah. If it's too edgy for Disney it Plus. Goes to Hulu. Which is Hulu, and the the line is PG thirteen, but only for violence. Right, you know, right, right, like right, right. anything, any sexual situation. Nope that that's that's a Hulu. Like uh, the Marvel movies are devoid of actual sexuality, except for body looking banging across the spectrum. That's true. But like, there's never been really like you know, no one's getting it on in the Marvel universe. Let's just say. <laughs> Was uh was Age of Ultron before Dizzy bought them out? Yeah. Okay. That that's the only time I can remember because there was definitely a thing with between uh, Scarlet Witch and not Scarlet uh, Black Widow and and the Hulk for sure. Well, I mean they have glances, but I'm I'm talking like you know a Top Gun style. Oh no 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 no, no. afternoon delight. You know nothing. That's never gonna no. happen on. Well, Disney. Disney's keeping that image pristine for the children, Spencer, for the children. 
yeah. I mean, hey, you, you can be a parent. Say, hey, you can watch Disney Plus. Yeah, literally anything on say, there boom, will go. be fine. Yeah. Which again, genius. Well, actually, sorry. Let me take back the no sex scenes. The Navi in Avatar, you know, they fuck with their hair <laughs> braids. So technically, there's some pretty graphic sex. Shouts out to uh, oh my, my buddy God. Matt, uh, who has admitted to seeking out a little bit more than just that in his life. Let's just say. <laughs> what the hell just happened? We like we just took a weird turn. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, you Disney. That. You're welcome, Disney. Hey, you're welcome, Disney. Uh, you're welcome. Everybody's everybody's welcome. Thank you, Bob Iger for riding the ship on Disney. He really did a, a great job. It's crazy what that guy did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, my God. Danny, any other final final thoughts on, on Disney, or do you want to pivot uh, or segue into talking about some music? Yeah, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my Disney Plus subscription. It pains me to say it, because I was really trying to resist, and I'm not. I'm, I'm too weak. I am weak. I am soft. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, I purposely don't add up the numbers in my head on how much I spend on streaming services. I was doing that earlier when you were listening to them. I'm like, Oh no. Oh no. That's a bummer. On top of actually paying for like a TV thing for my sports. That's what kills me. If I didn't care about sports, I'd be fine. I have way too many interests. I got to cut down on some of this shit. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Uh, I mean, with sports personally, I mean, NBA, if you're listening, if you would just make your uh, whatever it's called League Pass, League Pass, where you can watch every single game, I would buy it. But since you don't, I won't. because I was in when I was in Australia, I had League Pass, and League Pass in Australia, I had assumed, was the same thing as in the U.S. No, oh, no, all the broadcast deals in the U.S. You basically can watch like, at best, uh, half of the games that are actually happening on any given day. Black, I don't want to. I don't want to go too far into this conversation. I know. But blackout I know. rules are ridiculous. Whatever. They're ridiculous. Let, it sucks. Let, let, it's like, and that's why you know, there's a couple. Oh, decent websites for, you know, potentially watching, you know, some of these sport sport games uh, for, you know, maybe zero dollars. Maybe with a couple ad overlays they have to get around. (laughs) This is where you should use a VPN. And if we were sponsored by a VPN, we would plug it. This is where we would insert it. But VPNs aren't for illegal activity, everybody. No, 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 it's no, for no. Protecting, protecting you. Protecting you and your data, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but a great way to get other Netflixes and stuff as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about, uh, oh, God, why did my voice break there? What am I, 13? I think you're scared that you're going to get got, dude. <laughs> They're watching me, man. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a car, Danny, but would you steal an NBA game? I would absolutely steal an NBA game. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and a car, for that I mean, matter. I would download yeah, that I, car. If I, yeah. If it was as low risk as, as, as stealing a stream, oh, yeah, yes, I would steal a car. But it's, it's not the same thing. It's a victimless <laughs> crime. <laughs> let's talk about uh, we're, we're introducing we're introducing a new a new thing here with we've we need to do more music things and here it is mm-hmm. so we're going to be talking about a song of the week 
And Spencer, Spencer has one. I have one. Let's start with yours. Okay. So my song of the week is a song by Laura Mavula. Now, I might, Mavula is spelled M-V-U-L-A. I think that's how you say it, but I, I have never heard it said out loud. So I may have, I may be saying it wrong, but, um, she is an artist that has released a couple, uh, quite a bit of music. Yeah. Um, yes. in 2016 was, was the last album that she did, uh, called the dreaming room and the dreaming room has some of the most beautiful avant pop that I have ever heard. Uh, her voice is great voice. Amazing. It can do whatever she wants it to do. Like she can go full pop. She can go like more of that, like really experimental sounding, uh, stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, she can go spoken wordish. She can go like smooth jazz type of singing, like R and B. She really is just like, uh, a devastatingly talented singer. And then on top of that, in my opinion, one of just the best songwriters, cause she's very involved in her creative process. She's not like overproduced. I don't think she's a complete soloist or anything. Um, I think she does have people she works with, but what she does is just truly like one of the more unique voices, I think in any type of pop or pop adjacent music, including, uh, Truly, I think one of the most beautifully sad songs of all time called Show Me Love, uh, which is very experimental and has some of just truly like one of the most punishingly sad songs I've ever listened to, but also is extremely beautiful and hopeful. And it's a it's a good one. Yeah. Um, But so she is releasing some new singles because uh, she has a new album on the way. And last week she released a song called Church Girl. Um, and it is probably the most like unabashedly pop song that, that, that I've heard from her in a while. And, um, yeah, it's great. Danny, uh, you listened to it. I did. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, the song specifically? <clears throat> so it's, it's interesting because I think of that song and like, I think about like, sometimes I'll get recommended because, because I'm a fan of like synthy eighties ish oh yeah like pop and and like just that entire space and i'll get recommended songs sometimes that are like more modern smaller artists that are kind of like chasing that and sometimes it just feels a little too on trend on trend or or like it's just not new or different enough it's like okay i've heard i've heard this um aha song a million times before why are you recreating the same thing? And and right. I'm very critical of it, which is, you know, tougher. Uh, anyone that recommends us, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun, but it's like, it's generic. It's the same, um, which I hate saying about music in general, just call it something generic, but that's just how I feel about it sometimes. So with that, this song has, has those like synthy that just straight synth pop vibes for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And and I listened to it a few times because I'm like, why is this? Why is this different? Why why am I enjoying this way more than some of the other stuff that I've been recommended? Yeah. That's like in that same space. 
it definitely has to do a lot with her voice, but I think the song structure is really like it's not it's not that I've never heard it before, but it's just so well well done. And yeah. and like there's like a little bit of a curveball in the second half. And yeah. I think it, it's just I'm like, man, this 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 now starts feeling unique and different. It's fun to listen to. Her voice is great. The mix and yeah. master is fantastic on it. Truly so good. Fucking amazing mastering and, and mixing on this. I'm like, yo, who, who's the engineer on this? Yeah. God it's, damn. It's crazily good. It's so good. So I love it. I mean, I, it's a great, I started listening to some of her other stuff too. And I'm like, man, this is, she's been making music for a long time. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've never run into her music before, but now I'm like, Oh, this is, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah. She, uh, I'm, I'm really, I, I need to get the dreaming room on vinyl. It's such a good record and I don't have it. And now it's of course out of print, like a hundred bucks. Uh, but, and I'm already looking at like two other out of print vinyls that I need to spend multiple hundred dollars on for, for other reasons. Uh, but I agree. I, I think for me, what sets it apart? Cause like I kind of wrote down, like it's this weird mixture of like, kind of like, Dirty computer Janelle Monet. Mm. Uh, Cause that's yeah, very like bit, 80s yeah. synth throwback. Add in some twin shadows, which is another, like I think one of the more interesting 80s throwback sounds right now. And then you take this band that has no business being in this conversation, but because of the way she tweaks her voice, do you know the band Reptar? I've heard of them, but no. So, so Reptar is this like, I want to say it's like a four piece, but they, they released this album uh, a couple years back called like, uh, I want to say like ice black sand, or maybe that was like the big song from it by big song. It wasn't big at all, but, uh, but it kind of hits like similar vocal qualities of this lead, mm. this dude, this guy lead singer of that band Reptar and that dance kind of mentality where it's like, it, it bounces yeah. like the whole yeah. song bounces. But I actually think that the thing that sets it off this song for me, a it it bangs like it's oh, yeah. so sub bassy. Like it's one of those songs where I'm like, this is why I spent extra money on my car because I wanted a speaker system like this for music specifically like this, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then just the the vocal harmonies and flourishes that she puts in her performance um, like are like choices that I don't think other artists would make. And that's why I think she is an important artist in the space. Um, She kind of strikes me in like a similar way, but like a less outright rebellious way of like a Charlie XCX. Mm -hmm. Um, Like she's not trying to deconstruct pop music, which I think is Charlie XCX's kind of mission. She's just making music that I think she finds interesting and she's so unique that it can't help but be different. Yeah. It's like, she's not trying to, you know what I like some, you know, some artists like you can feel them like, like, like Taylor Swift is a, is like an extreme example of Taylor Swift starts a record production, you know, with all of her team and is like, we're going to do a, this record. Right. And then everything is, filtered through that thing where I think for her, it's like, I'm making a record 
and this is what's going to happen because I'm feeling like this about this thing. Yeah, like not not taking not taking yourself too seriously with it, basically. Yeah. 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 And I am a fan of Taylor Swift. Like, don't get me wrong. That, that style works. Um, but yeah, I really, I really uh, enjoy it. Another note I wrote is like, this is one of those songs that make you feel like you're in summer, which I... Yeah, maybe that's what it was this is too. about Because it was beautiful out today and I listened to it on my walk too. And I'm like, man, this is... It just put me in a great mood. Yep. And those are... This is about the time that those songs start coming out. So like... I think that this might be an album of the summer because also the other song she released is is not as outright bouncy, but but still is pretty like airy. And I'm like, ooh, this would be great. Yeah, kind of like hearing it while I'm outside drinking beers with friends. And and you know, it's like it's different from because uh, it's not like it's not like ooh summer uh, summer track uh, like radio pop pump your fist level of like dancey groovy it's yeah. very groovy it's very fun but like when i say like feel good when i think of feel good music like i don't i don't want to go out with don't don't give me like something like eh, super like smiley face and sunshines and unicorns and and, and stuff like that's not whatever right. this, this is like closer like oh man this puts me in a this put me in a good mood to put me in a good mood yeah i loved it it was yeah. a great recommendation yeah like i i think that uh this album is probably going to hit as hard as a. Uh, robin's last album Ooh, um, like it kind of they feel like kindred spirits of like they're doing their thing their own way and it's great if uh and they're underappreciated when is this album supposed to drop i'm guessing she's working on an album i uh, who, uh i don't know okay i don't know i haven't honestly i've just been listening to the songs gotcha, i haven't gotcha. done my normal obsessive research well, if, <laughs> if and when this album drops i'm for sure picking up that vinyl 100 oh yeah it's gonna be an absolute must-have on vinyl yeah. um so to really go i mean we went to church and i think now we're going to hell <laughs> we're going sideways with your with this. pick uh <laughs> give me the title who's in it all that stuff yeah yeah okay so anyone anyone who's plugged into like the internet um especially with with twitch and, and youtube and like follow like yeah, like following content creators for sure. Um, Machine Gun Kelly, who historically I'm not a fan of. I I did actually really enjoy his uh, his take on like pop pop punk uh, last fall, which is a different conversation. But I'm like, oh, it's kind of a guilty pleasure right there. Um, but him and this uh, streamer YouTuber called Corpse, who has also started to go into like rap trap metal-ish uh in the direction collaborated on the song and they dropped this uh last week or two weeks ago um and at first i was like this is such a weird like i hadn't learned listened to like any of corpse's music before um just because it's like i don't know it's not like it's just not my i'm not the target demo for like the vibes and like the aesthetic that he's pushing which is like very like i would say i would call them like modern gen z uh emo scene kids um so mm -hmm. like that that aesthetic is like kind of very dark very aggressive very angry but i don't know it, this one is like so weird and it, i think it hit a, a few different places for me because it was uh it's like very aggressive very kind of like the the, the tempo is like pretty fast but it's also like 
there's like some weird breaks in between um and yeah it feels like they're uh, like a, a progression into this is this is what I think of when I think of like a generation creating music that is like punk and not not in the traditional sense of like crazy guitars and fast and stuff. It has like that energy, but it's like, you know what? Here's where rap is. Here's what hip, hip hop is. And there's not really a ton of like heavy guitar stuff. And like historically, I'm like, I love uh, metalcore. And there's not like any of those real, real heavy guitars in this, but like, it's just so aggressive and so like, kind of like dark and weird that, um, I don't know the, the, the themes on it are like very like, ah, I'm going to kick your ass or whatever, but it's, it's just scratching a weird itch for me. What did you think about it? Um, I mean the, like you, you talking about that makes me go, Oh, there's, (laughs) there's something wrong with how angry my music is because my note was this doesn't feel angry enough, angry enough for wow. what it's trying okay, to be. Okay. That's fair. Um, because I am, I have been a humongous death grips fan. And like when you mention mm-hmm. punk, modern punk, um, I think death grips in those first four or five years that death grips yeah, was around. Yeah. I mean, I went to a death grip show at the height, like right, right when government plates is hitting, which I think government plates has some of the loudest sounds I've ever heard (laughs) and is consistently an album. I go back to those first three songs are, are some of the best. It's just some of the best, like noise, angry, whatever, um, that, that I've ever heard. But, uh, and, and I did go to a death grip show right around the height of death grips. And it was what I assume people felt going to the first punk shows felt like there was only blood red backlighting, a completely bare stage for like a fucking drum kit. So and that's jealous. It. And was the most violent crowd I've ever been in. And it was fucking awesome. And Ugh. I think about it all the time. Yeah. It was so fun. Uh, God, it was so fun. Um, truly like you were in a horror show. But and then I also think about Odd Future, because I yeah, funnily yeah, enough, yeah. I've been listening to Goblin a lot lately. Uh Tyler the Creator's Goblin. And like also, you know, being like the one reason I love title was because it had Bastard on it from t- Tyler's first album that uh Spotify doesn't have. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, like, okay, so I think Corpse is a big fan of those things. Yes, I think so as well. Because I think what this sounded like to me was uh, if you took like Tyler, the creator's Igor, and then you like kind of like ran it through a death grips machine. But my problem with it and all that's good yeah, so yeah, far yeah. all on board, like this is n- none of it's negative so far in my head, but then the problem is, and then ran it through wanting to be a mainstream success Yeah, because the edges of this song are rolled off. It's sanded down. It's acceptable anger, quote unquote, acceptable anger. Right. It's, like it's just very basic in terms of trying to be edgy 
going to talk about like death and murder and anger. Yeah. Um, and it does do one of, I think the cardinal sins of the genre, which is whispering. Yeah. That's like, I, I hate, I hate, I figure that I f- metal core area the, 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 the of whispering. whispering to be sinister. And I think like, that's a great point because my, I, lo- I still enjoy, I enjoy the, um, the aesthetic, but I knew this was going to be a good conversation. That's why this was my choice. Yeah. Um, but I have specifically not said anything about the song lyrically because it's very basic. It's very simple. And there's yeah, there's really, really no being reason. stated. Yeah. There's no, not nothing really and, to grasp at there for sure. And, well, and, and like, you know, if you're someone who's now thinking, well, uh, death grips doesn't have lyrical depth and, Tyler, the creator, especially his early stuff, doesn't have lyrical death depth. Correct. <laughs> uh, but Death Grips just completely uh, divorces itself from even needing to make sense. And Tyler, the creator, was specifically trying to go over the line. Yes, yes. As a performance. At least Tyler's, uh, for sure, I'm more, much more familiar with Tyler's discography than, than Death Grips one. But at least Tyler was... was um, intentionally kind of going like there was like some wit to it there was at least some wit to it even though it was like in your face over the line um yeah and this one doesn't have any of that so and here's here's my question because i'm like listen i'm kind of like again i'm still digging the vibes um Mm -hmm. like it it just it feels like a music if this for sure will like make a workout playlist when I'm not like not paying attention really to the music. I just need something with that type of energy. Sure. Um, but I'm like, is this going to go are, are because trap metal has like made like, again, like kind of like the modern pump punk, uh, movement. um, it is like in the scene in the space, but is this, is this, song or is this subgenre or this area going to be looked at in 10 years the way that we looked at new metal i i don't know like i i don't know i think where i was like oh cool i got some energy and it's like kind of like high intensity ish and like aggressive a little bit and then you look back and it's like ah, it's kind of a little cringy a little like ah, what we were thinking yeah. it was a phase well i think i think there's just better versions of this happening right now. Fair. Like, and this is, you know, you can tell this is machine gun Kelly wanting to do something like this and like, I'll go for it. Um, but I just think there's better versions of it. Like I would even say, you know, some of Denzel Curry's stuff, like, I mean, Denzel Curry does a, like the, like a version of a rage against the machine song and like far more into that. And Denzel Curry's take on like this type of like, yeah, uh, genre than, than I am on like machine gun Kelly, but that's, that's all another thing. I will say my tagline, if I was writing this review for pitchfork, uh, would be, um, this is music for the twisted metal menu. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's the kind of edge this has, which is to say there's a clown car with flames. That's about as scary as it gets. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, that's kind of how I, I view it. I would say though, things I did like, um, that synth line is very good. The synth line is very I good. I like that a lot. 
the the thing that I think would have put this into a firm like for me uh, would be obviously the removal of whispering because whispering is stupid. <laughs> uh, and then the addition, I needed a beat change. I needed a drop. I needed some yeah, f- one level further into that sound. And then I think it would really be the part of the genre that I think is really cool, yeah. which is that, you know, sharp edges, high treble with angry screaming and then a beat change into something really kicking. Yeah. And this one just kind of had the same continuous, uh, like four bars of music. Well, I mean, I think it definitely is part of the, uh, like the whole, it's it the the song is two two minutes eighteen eighteen seconds so it's definitely like tailoring sort of like get it going yeah. on a loop for for the kids, um, yeah. The screams are like actually pretty well done like they're yeah they're not, they're not bad, they're um, not bad. And I think that's corpse. I think that's corpse. So like I'll it's not e- it's very hard yeah. to get get a proper scream in. I know like people like to the layman likes to say oh it's just screaming like oh, well. Actually, it's really freaking hard. hard to do. Yeah. So you can't, and not anyone can just do that without completely destroying your vocal cords. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I I think I agree with you on pretty much every every point. Um, this one will probably drop off of my listening after yeah. I the novelty is over. Uh, but I think there's something there. I th- for at least for corpse specifically, I think that there's there's potential here. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I, I, that's why I wanted to bring it up because I knew yeah. this would be a good dissection. Do you, a light do you six to, to take uh, Fantano. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you listen to Ghost Main? No. Okay. Uh, check out Hexada, the song specifically from, it's also from the album Hexada. I think you might find a version of this song you like more with okay. that song. Okay. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, and I think it's a little more chaotic, which I think, especially if you're looking for um, some hip hop ish stuff to get you through a workout, yeah. but you need a little bit of anger. I think like ghost main is a good, like kind of an early clone death grips uh, than, than this is. And I think it's a little closer to the real thing, but honestly, dude, listen to government plates, government um, plates. When I need some extra juice in working out, the first three or four songs of Government Plates, I will just put on a loop. Um, also, when I'm just really, really fucking annoyed in something, same thing. Uh, if I need to get out of my headspace, yeah, blast that so loud you can't think. Oof, oof, it's good shit. Such good shit. Man, again, I wish I had gotten on that that grips train much earlier, but. For sure. Yeah. For I sure. mean, it's, you know, it's over now and most, I don't like most of their stuff anymore, but that's because they evolved past what I was looking for them to give me. And that's fine. Yeah. It's not, yeah. I'm not shitting on them, but I just don't connect with it the same anymore. That's fair. That makes sense. All right. That has been our songs of the week. You're very yeah, welcome. It has. Are we going to link them, Danny, or I don't know if I can, can link, them. I'll link try. them. I will try. Maybe just put the titles in the description. I will. So I they, will. they can be found. Um, Great. So, Danny, to, to 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 finish up, did we want to talk? I mean, it's really more for me more than anything that Battlefield Six was kind of ish announced. I completely missed that. So yes, I want to hear you talk about it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm excited. I mean, I always am hopeful 
that the next battlefield will be the one that recaptures the magic of, of the old battlefields. Um, and this one seems to be back into the modern genre. Uh, you know, it's, I always have hope that this is the one that scratches my battlefield itch again. Warzone has been really doing a good job at being kind of like some battlefield ish stuff. Um, but with obviously like the, a little bit faster pace yeah. and, and less, um, I mean, uh, the Warzone is as close as call of duty has gotten to the highs, in my opinion of conquest in the best battlefields, just the strategicness, yeah. the, the scale, um, Though, you know, Warzone, I don't think is the same, but it, it gets as close as it's gotten. Right, right. And I'm just really hopeful with like a next-gen title that they'll be able to actually accomplish something like that again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm... Uh, I haven't been... I've never been able to get into Battlefield, admittedly. Like, I think I tried... Four... Four is so good. I think I tried four. Four is my favorite. It's so and good. I just, I don't know. Maybe maybe I just, I, I I tried picking it up on just like on the fly because I saw some friends that played it, but we never really like played the game. Um, maybe I just need someone to like really show me the ropes because I, I just don't. Something, it's something about it's, it just doesn't click. The thing about the best battlefields is the gunplay is very, very specific um, where you do have to divorce yourself of kind of like uh, how a lot of Call of Duty has always been hitbox. Mm -hmm. Like where it's like if your cursor was, if your or crosshair was over them, basically no matter how far you're probably going to kill them unless it's like super, super far. Then you have to do a little bit of adjustment. But like Battlefield 4 specifically was like, Hey, so you literally have to adjust your sniper's range in order to aim the crosshair, and you have to just kind of understand how far away they are. Like it, it, it just was a little yeah. bit more of a manual calculation you had to do on the fly. Um, that I think really just made it scratch an itch. I haven't played it in a couple of years though, so I don't know if it's still good. Don't even know if I can download it at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because, like, I think about that. And I'm like, man, yeah, that sounds great. Because, like, being able to be more strategic, especially like I still play occasionally. Not, not, not. I'm not like very good at it or anything, but occasionally I'll still play some like real time strategy games. Uh, mm. Every now and then, I still love playing like Civilization on my computer. So I'm still big into that. Uh, yeah. Like once every two months, I will like forget that it's almost 3 4 a.m like oh shit i've been playing for six hours uh and then you combine that with like yeah i still love playing the shooty the shooty boys mm -hmm. you would think that i'd be working it'd be a better mix but well it's like we'll see i'll give it a try i will give it a try well battlefield five and one or whatever they just they felt like Battlefield was trying to do Call of Duty, which I think was the wrong move because Call of Duty is the best version of Call of Duty and 
you just yeah. shouldn't try to emulate it. Um, and, and I'm hoping they just go, we're, we're going to try to just do it our way. We're not going to try to be casual. We're going to try to be for people who are more into that hardcore mentality of, of a shooter. Um, and I would like to see them really do a, a battle Royale with a huge map like Warzone. Yeah. Um, because they, they tried to tack on a battle Royale and it was just a mess, uh, to the last one. Um, that just didn't go. And, and I, I would like to see, see one of those. Well, I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm excited for me as well. Yeah. And if I can get into it, then, then sure. I'm, 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 I'm ready for it too. My yeah. next couple of games I'm looking at is, uh, I actually am looking forward to Returnal now that I've like, I've seen more like footage on it and I'm like, I'm still not going to buy it day one. I'm still going to wait for reviews and like, never, never, never. Especially after cyberpunk. Um, yeah. But if that turns out all right, then I, I will pick that up. And I will be excited to play a new video game other than Warzone. Um, <laughs> it has been uh, dreadful. It's been slow. a long time of me just playing Warzone. Uh, I want to play something else, but nothing else. Like I downloaded the Ratchet and Clank, and I'm like, yeah. Not into it right now. I don't know why. I just played like an hour and I was like, I get it. This is all really good. The controls are tight. Story seems fun. Not interested in in it. And just right back to Warzone. Yeah. Help me. Help me. I'm trying, but uh, that's what I default to now. I'm like, I guess I'm just loading up Warzone again. It, yes. Yeah. I got a win this weekend with my little nice. brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, and almost got two wins, but I got kicked. Not kicked. It disconnected oh, when no. there was. We were two on one in the last person, and it disconnected oh. me. And then my little brother didn't notice, Bummer. so was playing as if he was two on one. Yeah. Oh, so frustrating. Brutal. brutal. So brutal. Um, but then, hey, got the got the W. Anyways, later in the weekend and. At this point, that's going to keep me riding into that game for the next couple well, of weeks. Well, I, I just got a, a win a couple of weeks ago with my brothers as well. And Hell yeah. yeah. I'm like, damn it. Damn it. If they get you that one time, I'm like, well, now I'm going to keep playing it. Now I'm going to keep playing yep. it because we got it. Yeah. I've, I've been grinding a gun that they're going to nerf before I can even level it up. <laughs> but here I am. Here I am and there I'll be. Uh, well, Danny, I think that does it for us. I think that does do for it for this us. app. Thank you. Uh, for like listening. it. Subscribe like, it. Subscribe. Download it. Buy a put hat. it on a USB drive. Please give it to someone else. Please TikTok. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Is it uncouth to talk about how you're TikTok famous? We kind of ha- talked about it last week. It's fine. Okay. Okay. We don't. Okay. We don't need to do it All again. Right. But hey, hello. Uh, if any of you are listening, welcome up. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I Rate will say us. anybody who's listening, um, Danny has changed and it has been for the worse. He's <laughs> an absolute diva now. Um, it's been really hard to, to, to collaborate with him. If, if that one viral moment has taught me anything, it's like, yeah, don't give me any power. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.